Hey Trailblazers, welcome back to the Business Casual. I'm so excited to welcome Tiffany to the show. Hey Tiffany, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for taking the time to be here. I feel like I want to start by telling everyone how I know you because me and Tiffany actually go way back. I played volleyball with Tiffany's younger sister. So Tiffany has two younger sisters, Cassandra and Marianne. If they're listening, shout out to them. And I played volleyball with Cassandra since I was literally 12 years old. We were teammates from 12U all the way to 18U. We only missed one season together. And so I had the pleasure of honestly like growing up with the Rio Floyder sisters and getting to know them and seeing all the amazing things they've done. So I just wanted to like give a backstory because usually everyone I have in the podcast, I don't actually know my personal life. I meet them for the first time when mm-hmm. we record. So yeah, without further ado, do you want to introduce yourself, Tiffany? Give us a rundown, a little elevator pitch of yourself. Of course. Yeah. So my name is Tiffany. Um, I'm 23 years old. I'm the founder of Flow, which is a brand and social media kind of boutique agency. Um, and so I started Flow again in the pandemic also during a corporate job. <laughs> um, and so it was obviously during when I had free time. Um, and so flow to me right now is kind of an extension of my previous business, which was social media at subsidized costs for startups. Uh, Cause sometimes, you know, startups don't always have the equity or the, the capital. So it's typically before they raise. And then um, during corporate, I worked on a lot of like brand localization content um, and social media. And so I combined those two and I birthed Flow. Um, so I now do Flow full time. Um, we do logos, we do brand marks, taglines, collateral, um, brand personalities, brand audits. Um, and then we lead them into the second phase of like maybe like marketing, which is social media. So then we manage um, their social media for a couple months and then let them free. You have the most aesthetic branding ever. I highly recommend you check oh. out Tiffany's Instagram pages. Can you plug them real quick? I don't remember them off the top of my head. Yes. Yeah, so it's flow F L O by Tiffany T I F F A N Y. Yeah. Highly recommend. And we're going to get into this a little bit later in the episode and talk about branding. But before we get into like the main content of the episode, if you're a true business casual fan, you know we always do icebreaker questions. And today's icebreaker question is, have you ever met anyone famous? And if so, who was it? How were they? Give us the rundown. Yeah. So I do you know Ty Lu? He is the head coach of the LA Lakers. Like he's oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's Kawhi. I feel like I remember the name. Yes. If you see him also, you might recognize him. Um, So my partner and I were on a trip to Vegas. We were taking like a shuttle throughout um, the Vegas airport and he was there and like we smiled at him and like gave him the head, head nod. Um, And he was super friendly. Like we're like, good luck with your season. He was so humble and kind. And you were just recently in Vegas, right? You just, that was like a recent trip. Yeah. We just did Vegas. It was good. Um, Yeah. People actually were super safe in Vegas. So, so I'm happy I I would do it again. That's cool to hear. So getting in a little bit now, you have, you had quite the undergrad journey and that's kind of where I want to start this conversation. A lot of things happened. You started a digital media company, you went on exchange, you traveled, you did so much in your undergrad. And I'm sure when you started or when you're leaving high school and entering your undergrad journey, it's not what you expected it to be like. So I kind of want to start with the first social media agency you started, how that came about and what that whole process was like being an undergrad. Mm-hmm. So I started it in my third year of university um, after my exchange. 
Um, so, you know, I was, I didn't want to go back. So I was a swim instructor. I didn't really want to go back. I kind of wanted to do something within my, my realm and what I wanted to do. So initially I applied for a job. So I applied as like, I think it was like a social media intern or digital marketing intern um, with like my business partner at the time. And I worked with him for a couple months, but he was also working on a separate venture, which is called Node App, which is um, an influencer marketing app right now. Um, and so he wanted to focus on that. I was like, okay, I'll take the agency, rebrand it. We also moved into a startup hub. So uh, we moved into York University Startup Hub. Um, and that way we were able to find and like connect with a lot of amazing startups, um, some people who are like my friends today. Um, and so, I don't know, it just, I think it just happened because of environment, because we were in a startup hub. Um, and so I was able to kind of change our business model to offer more subsidized pricing for startups. And so that would be, that was like our tagline that was like subsidized pricing for startups who haven't like hit like, you know, their first round of funding, or if they have, then, you know, that would be a separate conversation. And so I ran that for, how long did I run it for? Maybe like a year and a half was still in university. And were yeah. you working alone or did you have a partner or was it just you? So I had him as my partner um, and he did like the finances. He, he would like file our taxes. Um, but on the like client facing side, like internal like operations for social media or digital marketing or like web design, it was all me. Um, and then I partnered with, I think it was York Region, like their co-op program. And they took in a couple co-op students. Some of the co-op students I do still work with as like, uh, like kind of like social media specialists for me at Flow. Um, so oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of it is a, like building relationships, long-term relationships. Would you say that when you started it, you were learning on the fly or did you like take social media courses? How did you kind of build the skills and portfolio to pitch yourself to companies and be like, trust me with your social media? Because I know that's a big, it's a big step to take. Yeah, for sure. I think the first three months that I was working with my partner, like, like directly, like he taught me a lot about like social media, you know, layouts, copywriting. Also, social media was super different in 2018. Like there wasn't so much, there was an algorithm, there wasn't so much noise, there wasn't reels, um, stories weren't as important or predominant. Um, so, you know, I guess social media is always about like learning along the way, kind of like figuring out what you know, what new systems or what new algorithm changes they put up. Um, but yeah, a lot of that was learning along the way. And then there were certain clients that I did want to work with. Like I wanted to do more like lifestyle and obviously beauty, which is the majority of the clients I have now. Um, so I did a, a bunch of passion projects on my own. So it would, whether it's like curating like six social media posts for like a fake fragrance or fake beauty company, um, that kind of helped with some of the design and, you know, understanding some of the value they provide. At the same time you're doing all of this, you're also still a student. So I know at some point in your degree, <laughs> you switched to part-time studies. Yeah. Can you describe kind of that process and when you understood? I think that's the hard thing about being a student is you have a lot of creativity. You're in an environment that really fosters learning, that fosters exploration. You're talking to a lot of people. You're exposed to so many amazing opportunities. But at the same time that you have all this time, you don't have all this time because you're trying to figure out what you want to do when you graduate. You're trying to figure out what courses to take. You're trying to keep up with your coursework. You're trying to enjoy being a student, obviously, and making friends and enjoying the experiences. And I think it's something that 
in four years, it's such a short period of time to do everything you want to do. And I think I'm realizing that now, Mm -hmm. especially being a student in COVID and coming out of it and realizing that I really lost like a year and a half of being a university student and it's going by so quickly. So I want to learn more and I want to hear your advice and perspective on kind of taking a step back from your studies, doing part-time and just like the overall university experience and getting everything you want out of it. Right. So what, honestly, Stacey, I was thinking about this last week, but I kind of feel like now that I'm out of university and I really just work full time, I kind of wish I did experience university or I did spend time in university. Like I wish I joined the groups. I wish I like was a better student. Like when I was in school, I would just work on the business. And I feel like a lot of that was because I felt like I had to like always, I don't know, always be like years ahead. And now I'm years ahead. I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss college. I miss university. Like my the only time I didn't work was during my exchange and that's that's all I remember from college or you you know what I mean so yeah Stacey I literally was <laughs> I would just like enjoy the university experience I know you're a part of a bunch of student groups that's like the student group experience actually will will get you a long way I would spend I would just enjoy university there's like no rush like even if you need to take a fifth year there's people who go back to university at like 26 or even 30 or even 40 so there's no rush. <laughs> I totally, I feel like it's so reassuring to hear that. I think it's something that I've also been talking about recently with a lot of my like colleagues, my parents, friends, you know, mentors is also, I feel like here in North America, we've really fostered this environment where like work is mm-hmm. the priority. Like people are constantly asking, so where'd you work last summer? What are you doing next summer? What do you want to do with your life? Like, what do you, la, 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 la. and also my sister now, she's entering university. It's the same questions. Like, well, where do you see yourself in five years? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And you're just trying to really figure it all out. And then also take a step back and be like, I'm only 20 once. Exactly. And obviously the, uh, the business casual is a podcast that kind of helps to try and foster this way of life where you realize that you can do everything that you want to achieve all your career goals, but also not everyone's a robot. And there's a side of the business where there's going to be challenges. There's a side of the business where you really want to value your personal time off, or you want to be an entrepreneur because you want to work for yourself and set your own hours. And so I think you're really kind of a good example of that because the next thing I wanted to ask you quickly about was your exchange experience and studying abroad. I don't know if you worked abroad. I know you were in, okay, no work at all. Just yeah. how was that experience? what was like your biggest takeaway and like what would you say to someone who wants to study abroad or work abroad so I did my exchange my second year and it was because I felt like everyone was going away for college and I was here and I was like okay I'll just I'll just do my exchange in second year and third year I'll go to Ivy or something so I did it in in Australia and I think Australia is amazing as a student because it's you know you kind of have the time you know, the culture is almost easy to almost assimilate to. So it's very, very Western, very like fun college um, travel. And yeah, like a lot of, again, like a lot of the people that I met in Australia are still like my best friends, you know, work at Google or work in the NBA as um, project managers or Dropbox. Some of them work at Pfizer. <laughs> and, um, and then that was your second year, third year you started your social media startup and then you graduate and you end up entering the corporate world and your corporate experience was really interesting because I know you entered in a PR crisis so can you talk a little bit about that 
how you got that job and why you decided to accept it. Of course. Yes, I did enter during a PR crisis. The team that I, I joined was created specifically for the PR, you know, red crisis. It is a controversial company even now. Um, but the reason why I think, you know, I wanted to join was because it's for me, it looked like the most difficult kind of PR social media situation to be in at the time. And so as someone who's still in university about to be a new grad, like at the time, I felt like it was the best experience I could have. You know, that could be like my niche, like help in corporate crisis sees. Are you allowed to say the company or is it like under LinkedIn? No, it's on LinkedIn. No, it's on LinkedIn. Oh, okay, I, okay. I worked for Huawei Technologies Canada. Canada. I feel like that kind of completes the picture a little bit for yeah. our listeners who might not know the backstory. After that, when did you leave corporate and take on Flow full-time? Because that also mm-hmm. happened recently. Mm-hmm. So that did happen recently. Um, it happened April of 2021 this year. Um, I think my decision was just kind of, you know, to to work for me. The reason why I ended up in corporate is because, you know, owning a startup or working at a startup, you're like the most senior um, and you're also in college. So you don't really have like a structure like college, you know, you're kind of free to do what you want. You make your own schedule. So I wanted to join corporate to learn with other people, to be mentored by people in corporate, as well as like kind of build a structure for myself and kind of, you know, go back into like, not like a nine to five, but a nine to five. I think after COVID, we didn't have as many team meetings. You know, I was kind of running the social media with um, a manager. And so I think I learned everything that I could have from that situation and, you know, from the company. And I'm so grateful. Um, But, you know, after that, I, I was like, okay, I have enough clients from Flow. They reached out for my social media and I, I was comfortable enough to leave. Um, and even after I left, I, I got more clients. So I think everything happens for a reason. And a big congratulations for taking it on full time because that's so exciting. And being an entrepreneur at such a young age is something that a lot of people aspire to do and a lot of people have goals to do. So congratulations to you for Thank starting you. and taking it on full time. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about branding because that's obviously your specialty, branding and social media. Yeah. Do you have any tips for like reels and TikTok? I know it's more of a new area, social media, something that's come out in the last like, I guess like 12, like eight to 12 months. Do you think it's something that's really important for businesses to have, to use, to grow their reach on social media? Mm-hmm. I think um, Instagram is trying to move into becoming more of a video platform, um, which is why they included reels and why there's such an emphasis on reels. They'll, they'll, like if you post a reel right now, they'll push it out to like a thousand accounts just so, you know, you get that gratification. Um, so reels are very important. My tip though for reels is like maybe show your face for a little bit because the algorithm favors that um, and also try to provide value. So a product that is, you know, climate resilient, then you can talk about climate resilience or you can talk about things that aren't directly related to your product, but they're within that industry or niche. Um, so providing value, providing tips are always like my number one like recommendation for clients. I have a question for you for my own social media. Do you think it matters when you, you know, when you make a TikTok as a watermark and then you try and upload it to Reels, do you think Instagram will like not favorite your video because it has like a TikTok watermark? Yeah, I, I think there is, it does have, I think the algorithm is able to, to see if the watermark is there. 
Um, so my recommendation is you can use, it's like called snaptick.com. So they'll remove the watermark for you. Or if it's just oh, a, okay. yeah, if it's just a simple video, you know, if you're just doing talk, if you're just speaking and, uh, you know, it's a couple of quotes, then I would try to try to test making it in reels versus, you know, coming from TikTok, removing the watermark and posting it. Maybe do like an A-B test and see what works. Um, but I think they do favor, you know, if you make it in reels as well as like if there's no watermark. No, that definitely makes sense. And then my last question on social media and brand design for you is, do you have any tips for people who might not have a graphic design eye or maybe are just starting out in like creating content? Mm-hmm. It's a difficult thing. You don't always have the ideas. The creative juices aren't flowing. I definitely don't have the most graphic design I so do you have any tips for people who might not have that yeah that's okay I mean I haven't like I wasn't really into graphic design till maybe like my fourth year I didn't even graduate from graphic design school I I did business school um so I think a lot of it is uh, even spending time on Pinterest spending time on Instagram like kind of seeing what you know designers are are doing what are the trends um and then following up with the basics so you know even if you YouTube color theory or you know CYMK versus RGB, which is like coloring and printing. Um, you know, there's there's just a couple of things that you can do, or even like there's a bunch of like free graphic design um, courses or free graphic design resources that they can look up to. Um, so I definitely use like trends, like what's trending right now, and also follow up with like the basics. Amazing. And so now that we have kind of what we should do for our branding and social media. You've given some tips throughout the episode, but if you can kind of consolidate it, what are your top three tips for starting your own business? Yes. Um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I'm pretty sure every mentor will say this. You'll you'll make so many mistakes along the way, whether it's you know client-facing, you might say the wrong thing. And also don't be afraid to outsource or get a mentor. So, you know, when I wanted to work on design I didn't really want to work on copywriting and I felt if I was working on copywriting it was taking time and energy away from design and so I outsourced someone who was better at copywriting than me Um, or if you're looking for a mentor look for a mentor who's a little bit more specific in your industry so you know just looking for a business mentor may not really benefit you Um, if you're you know a social media if you're an aspiring social media manager maybe look for a social media mentor um, or you can even go even more niche like if you want to be a social media manager in fashion industry you can probably find a social media um, fashion mentor and I know you also do mentorships if anyone is interested you do mentorship right I'm pretty sure I've seen that I, on I your... do okay good, good, good. just want to, just <laughs> want to send you all these yeah. uh, listeners that want mentorship from oh you my but gosh, I know thank you <laughs> um, Tiffany is a great source especially in the social media realm And so moving on to our last three tips is dealing with clients who maybe are a little bit more difficult. We can call them Karens. Obviously when you're starting out and you know, when you're the face of the brand and it's just you, it's kind of difficult sometimes to also set boundaries of, I'm sure like pricing is something that maybe people will have challenges with or saying no to someone that might not be in the exact type of work that they want to do. Um, so what would be your three tips or do you have any like fun stories that you want to share on dealing with clients that are Karen's yes. oh, for sure. So one thing, um, at the top of my list, what I always recommend for like new freelancers, 
is always have a contract. Um, so, you know, contract, be very specific in your contract. So if you're a social media manager or you're a designer or whatever, um, always outline everything so you can refer back to it. So whether it's like rush posts, so if they want to post in 24 hours, make sure you include in the contract there's there's like one rush post per month that you offer or, you know, any additional rush posts are an additional $200. There's just a couple of things that, you know, that will, will save you. Some resources to look for contracts, there are a bunch of like design lawyers on Instagram as well as Law Depot. You can find um, a bunch of templates for contracts if you're just starting out. I think that's all great advice. Thank you so much for sharing, Tiffany. And we're going to move on to our last question of the episode, our standard question, which is, what is one piece of advice that you wish you knew when you started your career or a piece of advice that you've been given throughout your career that's really stuck with you? Yeah, I think um, what I was talking to, talking about to you earlier um, and it would be like just there's there's no rush like you have time like there's no reason you need to get out of college so quick or you need to you know become an entrepreneur and a corporate intern and be a college student at the same time like there's there's time to do that all um, and also don't spread yourself too thin. Thank you so much Tiffany for all of your amazing advice and it's been so fun learning more about your journey and doing all about the really cool opportunities you've been given and now you're a full-time entrepreneur, so thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Business Casual. Uh, as you already mentioned, feel free to find Tiffany and her flow uh, agency on Instagram, as well as reach out to her if you have any other brand questions. And thank you again. We will see you in our next episode. Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stacey. See you.